previously on Live at 605. I mean, come on, that's smooth. <laughs> Did you just drop your voice like Barry White uh, to say that? Yeah, I feel like I want to freestyle over this beat, but oh, I won't. God. John Mallon. And Val Gomez. Amazing. Coming to you live from a rainy downtown Toronto. Yeah. But some might say a birthday downtown Toronto. Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Another... Another day older, but... A, another day know, wiser. Wiser, but looking another year younger. Yeah, this is a big... <laughs> how's the birthday been so far? You been? Have you been getting calls, messages, texts, FaceTimes, videos from around the world? Yeah. I know. It's so lovely. It's also like that feeling of, you know, obviously you feel so good um, because everyone's reaching out, but it is a little overwhelming because it's like, oh, I never want the focus on me that's fair i like i like doing stuff for others i'd rather plan birthdays and like send gifts and things to others yeah you're not someone who craves the attention but because you're such a good person you're getting so many people acknowledging you in your day of birth i appreciate everyone and and so well i was gonna say i feel like it's gonna be the season finale to be your (laughs) birthday party yes but if you guys want a sneak peek (laughs) We honestly, we went viral in less than 24 hours. Yeah. The kid over here, we went viral. So <laughs> if you guys want a sneak peek of most likely the season finale, go to either one of our Instagrams. What's yours? Val Gomez 23. I'm at Malin Camp, and you will see your <laughs> Valapalooza birthday weekend. Yeah. Which which was straight off the Zoinkies. <laughs> straight off the Zoinkies. Straight up fire. Uh, people are calling it iconic. Is what we're saying. Yeah, we, now. we did a, a one minute worthy of Val party. We, yeah, we cut a one minute video of your birthday party weekend, which was just crazy. We rented a house. I won't say anything more than that. Check the video for a sneak peek, but it was uh, some of the best stuff we we edited together. Great music, great clips. John's being Fire. humble. I did nothing except be the content within the video. <laughs> <laughs> You got to be the con without the content. You got nothing, but that's true. Yeah. Um, but I was going to say it's nothing but an aces day today. We have a lot of fun stuff planned for tonight, Yeah. but this is actually one of our favorite episodes to yes, record of, of live at six Oh five. Um, this is really the only, I would say lists that matter of course. are the ones we're going to drop today, whether so, it's for albums, concerts, songs you're gonna do tv shows tv shows yeah um these are the lists that matter because i feel like we are quintessentially the middle demographic that kind of watches everything listens to everything listens to every genre so we're not gonna do a pretentious list we're not gonna do a Mm. hidden list we're gonna do the you know just enough hidden but just enough commercial mm. as a runway to come into the things we like. Yeah, hopefully people discover maybe some music. I mean, it's, I was going to say discover some TV shows. That's a bit tougher because yeah. it's, it's out. It's all out there. But yeah, this is our best of 2023. It's always one of my favorite episodes to do because I love giving out mm-hmm. music recommendations. I know you do too. And totally. I always love seeing what made your list and what we agree and disagree with. So, I mean... We might as well jump right into it because this is going to be a heavy hitter of an episode. Unless there's anything you want to start with, we got birthday. We'll talk about your actual birthday in a future episode, and then we'll talk about your birthday party. Totally. But we got a big dinner tonight and a, and a fancy dessert planned for you. Oh damn! So should we just jump Let's into do this? this? This is best of 2023 live at 6:05 edition. 
where do you think we should start? Like, I'm thinking we end on best albums of the year. Yeah. So I don't know. Do you want to start with either? I was thinking either concerts. Yeah, let's go concert, you didn't TV do best show, concert, album. T- t- yeah. Do you at least have a, a best, your favorite song of the year out of curiosity? Uh, it's I okay. Mean, you don't have to. You don't have to. This might be pushing it. I don't like, there's so many good songs from this year hmm. off my favorite albums, but I actually called out like a song off each album okay, that I love. We'll so that, maybe then. I'll save that for later. Okay. So you want to start with top 10 concerts? Yeah, let's do concerts. Okay. And how do you want to do this? Do you want to give me your 10 list then mine? Or do you want to go, we go 10 then nine together? What are you thinking this year? Let's do. Dun, dun, dun. It's all right. Think about it. The the interesting thing, and before we jump into it, is because we haven't actually qualified some of these concerts yet yeah. that we saw this year. Because in the previous four episodes, We've only hit March. Yeah, that's true. So like, <laughs> that's so true, that's true. I think the main one is, why don't we do your list? And okay. then I assume, because we obviously went to these concerts together, unless you yeah, were yeah. somebody no, else. No, 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 we have the same list. But our order could differ. So maybe we can tell some of those stories when we're okay. in. So you want me to do my full 10 first and then yeah. your 10? Or do you want to go back and forth? 10, 10, 9, 9. No, because then I think it'll be like... Okay, well, can I make a prediction? Yeah, go. I'm predicting that we both have the favorite... For TV shows, you and I's number two and number one are going to be the exact same. Okay. And for concerts, I think we got the same number one, but I don't think the rest of our order is the same. I think we should have the same favorite concert of the year. Okay. So my number 10... And we went to... Technically, we went to 10 concerts. I'm going to give an honorable mention. This may have made your list, but on, honorable mention, DJ Polly D didn't make the list. Did not make the list. So... Neither did the Fever concerts. Oh, yeah. Those didn't make mine either. So we went to 10 legit concerts and then add on Fever and Poly D. Poly D totally. was a concert, but honorable mention. Honorable Poly mention. D. So my number 10 concert of the year was a surprise concert that you found of an yeah. artist none of us really knew. And it was a bit of a group hang. Yes. It was at the Opera House with Indigo D'Souza. Absolutely. That was also my number 10. So really? for those hey, of you how about that? who... <laughs> haven't heard of Indigo D'Souza. She's an indie artist. My friend Erin actually introduced us to her. And had you, we hadn't gone to the opera house since Tech, Tech Nine. Nine. Tech Nine so, about 10 years ago 10 for Tech years Nine. Prior. Yeah. So it was like May, I think, right? Or, I think, yeah, I think it was, it was after April? Vegas. It was after, after Vegas. After Vegas, so May. May, May. Late May, maybe early June, yeah. And so it was kind of one of those things where I just had heard about her. I liked one of her albums a lot, the song Water. Oh. Um, and so I was like, yo, let's go see this. It's like a $20 show. Yeah. And then. This we, is a little Indigo Souza under it. This is the water. Oh, amazing. Just to play it. Um, and then, yeah, Miranda and Al came randomly. We yeah. went out for dinner with Ferris and Cam that yeah. night. So one of the things I love about this show was it just kind of was like that feeling of our motto of just go for it. Yeah. And we did. And exactly. it was like super fun. Yeah. So here's a little preview of what she sounds like. Mm-hmm. Very like um, pop rock, right? Very pop rock, indie or so. Um, I think the other part is the. Do you remember the people standing beside us at the concert? I, I mean, do. we'll go. We'll go into it on the episode. We'll go into, but let's just say it was a younger crowd. Yeah. And, and I will say what was cool is Indigo D'Souza. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people really believe in her music and her message. I think yeah. so. That was pretty cool to see. And she has like three full albums. Yeah. 
Okay, so next up for my number nine, you know, we might as well just go back yeah, and forth. Yeah, let's go forth. back and forth. I don't know where this ranks on yours, mm-hmm. but this concert was a gift to me and it kind of was our motto for the year. So number nine. Which I just said. Yeah, <laughs> at, which was always go for it. Just yeah. go for it. But it's number nine from the M Talis in Montreal. It's always for me. Oh, damn. What do you have for number nine? My number nine is M83. Oh, damn. Okay. <laughs> M83 was number eight for me. That's my oh, number eight. So very okay. close. Okay. So what made M83 number nine for you? M83, we went to History with yes. Sean and Tesla yeah. to go see it, Friends of the Podcast. And for those of you who don't know M83, it's kind of like electronic. Electronic cut. atmosphere. You all know. I'm going to play his big song, which is Midnight City, which is this one right here. Everyone knows this song. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know as much M83, so I felt like that part was a little off to me. Like, I didn't know what to expect. Yeah. So even though the the anthem was just go for it, yeah. I felt like it was great, but it was like not what I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I was uh, very much looking forward to, to the M83 concert because his, mm-hmm. his last album, which came out like five years ago or so, was my favorite album yeah. of the year. And so he was putting out a new album this year. I was super excited for it. I really liked the album, maybe mm-hmm. not as much as his previous one. Mm-hmm. And I don't even remember. Let yeah, me just like say, Junk uh, was uh, the one you love. Exactly. His new album didn't even make my top 10 list this year. Whoa. Not to say I didn't love it, but this was some good a good year for music. Yeah. And I was definitely more excited for M83 than you. I liked it a lot, but maybe not as much as I wanted. It was also a weird night because it was like games, oh, yeah. the first round for the Maple Leafs, game seven. <laughs> mm-hmm. So a lot of the crowd was like really into game seven. And like they were watching the game at the concert. At the, even M83 was just like in his French accent. He's like, I heard it's a big game for your hockey team. How are you guys? And the game went to overtime. And so it was kind of a, a weird vibe, but mm-hmm. I still really liked it. And then for me, uh, always number nine was you got it for me for my birthday. Mm-hmm. It was no, you got it for me for Christmas. Christmas, sorry. And I was super excited to go on a road trip with Which you. Which you just heard about in Which last you, week's episode. Exactly. So we already kind of talked about the mm-hmm. the always concert, but just to sum it up again, was I had been to that venue, the M Talis, thirteen years prior <laughs> with Dan. We saw Wyclef Jean. And I think the only thing that maybe stopped this from being higher on my list was maybe the venue because it was so packed and yeah. hot and sweaty that I'm like, I'm dying here. Yeah. But I mean. It definitely felt over capacity. But Always was fantastic. The yeah. lead singer is fierce. Her vocals are great. Mm-hmm. The whole band was awesome. The set list was fantastic. So I got I got no complaints. Even Again, even though this is number nine, mm-hmm. it's a top 10 concert. Yeah. So, and I loved M83. So what was number eight on your list? Number eight on my list we recently saw it closed out the year for concerts. Okay. The Yeah Yeah Yeahs at History. Okay, they're a little bit lower on my list. A little bit lower on my list. I won't okay. reveal it yet. So what 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 were you thinking about the Yeah Yeah Yeahs? So I had a lot of fun. Um, if, but the weird thing is, again, this is the, where we're like almost like we're too old for some shows and too young for other ones. Th- this show was for the generation a little bit older yeah. than us, right? Gen X, yeah. potentially. So I don't, I didn't know a lot of the older catalog of the IAS. Like Karen O is super fierce, but we absolutely loved the last album, yeah. which I felt like the, like same as Lil Yachty, it ended up being like the latest album wasn't the thing the crowd yeah, was into. Sure. They wanted the hits, yeah. whereas I wanted all the new, new stuff. stuff. So she was amazing. She was like stage presence, fucking unreal. Her voice still carries much like it probably did 20 years ago. Yeah. But again, it was like, it was great, but I just wanted all the new songs. 
Okay, fair what enough. What about you? Yes, I, all the same things. As I don't really know. I know a couple of their big hits, but mm-hmm. I never listened to them when they came out. They came out in like the early 2000s mm-hmm. with like the Strokes and the Hives and mm-hmm. like that whole New York kind of boom, mm-hmm. uh, LCD sound system. I love their new album. Their new album's great. I love a lot of the new Karen O music. Like yeah. her album she did with Danger, Danger Mouse. Mouse was fantastic. And I thought she had unbelievable stage presence. Like they've obviously been a band for mm-hmm. 20 plus years because they just rocked the crowd. But totally. I would have loved a bit more new stuff mm-hmm. than the old stuff. But having said that, I discovered mm-hmm. a lot of music that night. I also feel like, and this is the only thing we will eventually get to November when we talk about like that episode of the podcast. But when you got the tickets, I felt bad because so many people wanted, so many friends wanted to go. Yeah. And you actually got tickets off Instagram on the presale. Yeah, pretty much. And so it was like, we were the only two out of like, and friends yeah. who got wanted to go. So I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's go right down to number seven. For me, mm-hmm. I have a feeling we might have the same number seven. I'm going to take a wild, wild guest here. Is your number seven, were they at history? No, because my number seven was your number eight. Oh, really? Or sorry, nine. Number, always was number yeah. seven. Number seven for me, I'm real curious where it is on your list. Tell me if that made it was Lil Yachty. How is that not higher for you? Is it higher on your list? Yeah. Well, I'll get into it. Well, okay. Do you want me to talk about yeah, go. Lil Yachty number seven? Go. So That makes me excited for your top. I thought Lil Yachty was like going to like rival. No, it was. That was your most anticipated. It was my most anticipated. I mean, again, this the list we got here, we got it's some fluid. real, real bangers. Yeah. 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 It's higher up on my list. than. Yeah. Overall, yeah, 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 as to me, had better stage presence, better. Like, yeah. they've been doing it for so long. Whereas for Lil Yachty, mm-hmm. I don't think he tours a whole lot. Like, this is almost like his first big tour by mm-hmm. himself. Who is Lil Yachty for those who don't know <laughs> Lil Yachty? So anyone over the age of 24. Because, like, our musical, like, indie rock, electronica, alt rock. I know. Like, indie rock and now hip hop and, like,. What is like his new album more like? It's like psychedelic rock. Yeah. <laughs> so this is um, Lil Yachty's, his new album. He made a psych, he's a rapper, but he made a psychedelic rock album, which is just, just a small preview. Mm-hmm. So I was super excited for mm-hmm. him, but I went into it being like, this probably won't be the best concert ever. Rap music's a little tough. I knew he would have a band. What? What? Oh, look. I, I, again, I absolutely loved the concerts. Yeah. I think the crowd was really interesting because it was all a bunch of what Gen Zers. Yeah. And he started the first half of the concert was all from his new album. So he had the band. Yeah. I got so distracted because Drake was there and he was hanging out <laughs> in the raf- rafters there with his like curlers. His curlers. And then <laughs> Flower Crown. The, uh, after the first half, the band leaves and it's just Lil Yachty doing like rap shit. Mm-hmm. And I mean, all I wanted to hear was Flex Up. I'm like, that's that was my most anticipated song to see live out of any show I went to this year was Flex Up. And what he, the hell? he rocked the shit out of that song. <laughs> I thought he was great. I just think, I think it's compared to the mm-hmm. other heavy hitters. Yeah. I was I would maybe give it, yeah, 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 it's a bit mm-hmm. better because it's, uh, I don't know, the experience was just mm-hmm. more full to me. But I absolutely love, I love mm-hmm. Lil Yachty. I love that you were game to go to it with me yeah, and of course i love that he ended on his rock album and he played everything played everything i wanted to hear except for maybe one or two rap songs but uh it was cool to drake performed from the balcony which was awesome was and again just because he's number seven to me it's still this is mm-hmm. such it was such a fun show was that the show with the birth shirt <laughs> that was the show with the birth <laughs> yeah. shirt uh okay so lil yachty 
is number five on my list. Number five on your list. Okay. Yeah, that's where Yaya Yaz was from. Yaya Yaz is number five. So we switch them up. Switch them up. So why I like Lil Yachty as number five. Yeah, I I love um, it. Is very much one. I appreciate an artist that goes all over the place. And I didn't know Lil Yachty till you, we both got into this album. I would say you introduced it to me, mm-hmm. but then also just, he loves all music. And one of the things that John and I always talk about is like our generation and the generation younger than us. We don't like to be put into like, you only listen to X, yeah. right? Like you and I listen to everything. We go to a bunch of different concerts. Yeah. Um, and so like Lil Yachty, his opening pre-music coming yeah, out was like crazy. crazy rock alternative from like grunge. Like Nirvana, like Nirvana, Soundgarden, all that shit. Watching the crowd go fucking ham for Smells Like Teen Spirit. Yeah, it was insane. It, it was insane. It must have been like if we were old enough to like see Nirvana in mm. its heyday, like being in a mosh pit, that was like next level energy. I absolutely love the band for Lil Yachty. It was all a female band yeah. rocking it out, playing front to end the yeah. full new album. Yeah. They were great. I think the only thing was similar to Yaya's. I love the new album and nobody else no, did. No. Not even Drake. Like they just <laughs> yeah. wanted his rap hits. Whereas I'm like, no, I, again, I think anyone who was over the age of 30 yeah. that was at a Lil Yachty sh- show was there for the rock album. Yeah. Even though I love, I love all his music, but that's so cool. I'm glad that was number mm-hmm. five on your list. Totally. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Okay, I'm curious. So number six for me was at Massey Hall. Where was your number six? At Massey Hall. I wonder if we have the same one. Go. On the count, what was it? Lord Huron? Yeah. Hey, look at that. I think Lord. you say on the count of three. We could have done know, it together. I know, I know. I should have done that. Okay. But uh, <laughs> look at that. Number six. Okay, okay. we'll talk about why little, or little Huron. <laughs> Lord, little Lord Huron. Lord Huron. Huron. Why <laughs> were they number that? six for you <laughs> and me? <laughs> so we saw Lord Huron, what, July? Yeah, was this a birthday, your birthday gift to me, I think? I think so. I think it was. Yes, I do, because I remember um, doing the the stuff on the Photoshop. Um, So this show, again, we don't really know Lord Huron. We saw them at Innings Festival, but they weren't one of the key bands at Innings in Arizona when we went to go see. So their catalog is giant. Yeah. Um, we really love their last album. But oh, it's I, that's one, one of my favorite ones. One of our favorites. It's very like choral rock. Like it's a very full sounding band, but what forever reason, whenever we think of Lord Huron, we're always like, Oh, they're just going to play a lot of slow songs, partially because of the hit that exactly. The, the, what is the it? Night the, night, met. the night we met 13 on reasons 13 why. reasons why. Um, it's like the banger, but it just makes us think of, that song so when we went to massey hall to go see this show it it was like insane live they have so many good bangers like meet me in the woods oh yeah meet me in the woods so good and he had like um like a skeleton mask and like a cowboy hat he danced they also played for like two and a half hours a hundred percent like it was I think for me, it's number six because it surprised me how much I liked it, maybe. You yeah, know what I mean? it was the future islands of this year, I feel oh, 100%. like. 100%. And the other part was it kicked off bands at Massey Hall playing for two and a half hours. That's right. Um, but the other thing that I loved about them is it's it's that full sound. Like everything just sounded beautiful because the acoustics yeah. in Massey Hall are outstanding. So it was just a fun summer show. I felt like everything about it was outstanding. Okay, so number five, you had Lil Yachty. I had Yaya Yaz. Yeah. I wonder if we had the same number four. 
Okay. Is it Matthew Hall? Three, two, two, one. My morning jacket. (laughs) My morning jacket. Who was yours? The Sacred Souls. Damn, that's number four. Okay. Again, two heavy hitters. Okay, so you kind of talked about it. Lord Huron kicked off two-hour performances Mm. at Massey Hall. Two and a half hours. Two and a half hours. You and I got into My Morning Jacket, what, two, three years ago? Mm -hmm. Again, another band from the early 2000s I never listened to because I Mm -hmm. thought, for whatever reason, I thought they were like a fallout boy, like an emo rock. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I heard someone talk about them on a podcast that I realized that they're like jam rock. Like they're almost like war on drugs where they do like (laughs) eight-minute song, three-minute guitar solos, which is what got me into them. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think I got you into them and then we just kind of fell in love with them. Their last album was great, mm-hmm. but I don't think they had toured until we heard that they were coming to Toronto and mm-hmm. Massey Hall. I'm like, well, let's get tickets. And I didn't know what to fully expect. I'm mm-hmm. like, I bet you all like them. I bet they'll sound great. And the dude's voice sounded like the record. Mm-hmm. They did. I mean, they did uh, a lot of songs I didn't know that I actually ended up really liking. They maybe didn't do a couple songs I wish they did, but they're one of those bands that have like, 14 albums. I mean, the, the lead singer has like six solo albums. So totally. I was just there to, for the ride and I just absolutely loved it. Massey Hall is the mm-hmm. perfect venue for, for them. So what about you for Sacred Souls? So hold on. I was going to say for My Morning Jacket, which yeah. was my number three. Okay. So okay. Y- you know me. I'm here to see any band that is like unsynthesized live, right? Yeah. Like it's the same as Lord Huron. It's the same as Lil Yachty. Give me a full band on stage. Same as Yaya Yeah. So I just love that authentic sound. Yeah. Um, I thought they were outstanding, which is why I made them number three. Um, you introduced me to, I would say, the catalog of My Morning Jacket. Sure. I Because I loved Wilco, or I love mm. Wilco. They're very of the same kind of scale to me. Yeah. Uh, big full sound. Jeff Tweedy is a bit softer than I would say it's sure. Jim James, I think yeah. is the lead singer of yes. My Morning Jacket. When we saw them <laughs> at Vazial, it was like again, we were the younger people there, right? And so like all these people were just like fucking thriving in the crowd. Okay. Um they took out the seats at Massey so we were in the pit, yeah. which was amazing, but they had like such good stage presence and like a light show, which yeah, is weird. Do you sure. remember that? And mm-hmm. so I fucking love it. The first song I heard by My Morning Jacket is kind of the saddest like slow song it's like i will be there when you die right and i was like oh man but there's like a few essentials you always put on our playlist yep um that i absolutely love so yeah okay so talk about number or the sacred souls were your number four band then right they were my number four and i think okay so we're almost uh, coming up to a year of seeing them you would have heard them on the first or second podcast episode of this season i think the second one yeah um amazing hip-hop R&B mm-hmm. kind of band. Um, we saw them at the Horseshoe, which is a legendary small venue in Toronto. It was a snowstorm. Mm-hmm. They We thought they were going to cancel. The opening act canceled. Yeah. His voice is like butter, mm-hmm. right? Their backup singers are like, like pristine vocals. Everything about it was outstanding. I think it's just because they have such a small catalog. Yeah, so... When I, when I saw These Sacred mm-hmm. Souls, I'm like, this is the first show of the year. It's only January, but mm-hmm. I'm like, this is going to be my favorite show of the year. I just yeah, know what I know. Yeah, you called it out. They're number two for me. Whoa. I'm pretty sure I know your list. I think we got the same number one. They're number two for me. There's only <laughs> one special band that could top them, but I was just blown away by everything about them. And I got mm-hmm. you tickets for totally. Christmas or your birthday, and I they lived up 
They far surpassed mm-hmm. what I, I didn't expect anything from them. Like we like their music, we like mm-hmm. their sound, but it just blew me away. I think it helped that it was a snowstorm and mm-hmm. just you're in the horseshoes, our first concert of the year. And, and I totally. loved it. Okay. So I feel like, uh, so number three, number wait. three for me was my morning jacket. My morning jacket. Right. Okay. I think I know. Okay. My number three, I think is your number two. So my number three is boy genius. Oh, damn. Mine's number two. Yeah, so we got the same yeah. number one. That's what I figured. <laughs> Boy Genius, we went to and saw them at Budweiser stage this past summer. You in me Toronto. in Toronto with Miranda. Mm-hmm. And we loved their EP. We had never seen them live. They had put Big out- facts. Mm. Their EP we loved so much that a month of it being out in 2018. Yeah, that's right. We like it literally came out in the winter, I think, of 2018. One of their songs we actually had at our wedding in 2019. <laughs> I think they're even your album of the year was that EP. A hundred percent. So when their new album first came out, I'll be honest, mm-hmm. I was a little disappointed with it because I expected so, what? so much from them. They're a super group. Mm-hmm. I mean, we listened to their album on vinyl last night. I absolutely yeah. love it now. It made my top 10 list for totally. sure, but so I love them. They are a super group. So they're comprised of Phoebe Bridgers, yeah. Lucy Dacus, and yeah. Julian Baker. Think, yeah. um, so they're kind of like acoustic alternative. Yeah powerhouse girl band yeah um and so when we saw them at massey hall or sorry not massey hall at molson amp yeah this is their big song right now yeah sorry it it felt like the most positive energy ever in a stadium and like somehow there was this like i don't even know like sub community that made up this whole thing of like they were going to do a specific light show yeah um we'll talk about it more on that episode of the podcast but it was like so many of our friends went and I think we all got like emotional when like the light show happened, the music came out. Yeah. Lucy Dacus had a concussion and she yeah. still performed yeah. like their voice, their, their vocals are so fucking pristine. Yeah. I think I wish I'm like, oh, I wish they were playing Massey Hall or something smaller, but they act absolutely rock Budweiser stage. They had a full backing mm-hmm. band. They all wailed on guitar. I just thought it was such a positive uh-huh. concert. It made me appreciate their new album even more. Mm-hmm. And if it wasn't for Sacred Souls, they would be number two. But I just love the Sacred Souls. So they were, I know. Your, they were your number two, Boy Genius? Boy Genius was my number two. All right, which means, as I predicted, we both have the exact same number one concert of the year. So here is our number one concert of 2023. In three, two, one. Run, Run the, the Jewels. jewels. <laughs> At the Salt Said. Salt Shed <laughs> in Chicago. So talk about that. Okay, we literally said this in a car ride coming over back to the house today. Um... There are two bands that we will always see live, Every no matter time. where they are potentially in North America, is St. Lucia. Lucia. St. Lucia. Lucia. Sorry. I was going to say, I think John might be like I losing his mind. a little hard today. Um, and then I'm, I heard you're not supposed to drink eggnog anymore because of salmonella. Oh, really? I don't know. I saw something on TikTok. Isn't salmonella? And Why chicken. Not like chicken, yeah. I don't know. But I drank four eggnog. glasses. Eggnog. Where do eggs come from? Chicken. Oh. There we solved it. Don't take medical advice from us. Also, I had four glasses of it at Christina's house. So I'm like literally going to die of scurvy or something. Yeah. But okay. There are two concerts we definitely always want to see. One being St. Lucia and number two two being Run Run the the Jewels. So we were looking and we'll talk about this in the Chicago episode, but we were looking for to do like a mini vacation. We were thinking like. Do we like, obviously we just did New York. Do we want to go somewhere different? Like 
Portland? Do we yeah. want to go to Seattle? Do we want to go out West, like in Canada? And we were like, going to Chicago just feels like going home in a d- another way because we've been there so much. It's so super familiar. And we had seen um, that at the Salt Shed, which is like this awesome mm, venue, yeah. Run the Jewels was playing as part of their anniversary tour. Their 10-year anniversary, they were doing four nights in Chicago, and each night they were doing one album in full. So RTJ 1, 2, 3, and 4. And we had seen them when RTJ 3 came out. And so mm-hmm. they were doing this in only Chicago, New York, Atlanta, Atlanta, and L.A. And so all the tickets were sold out except for one show in Chicago, which was... Sorry, we had to pause it there. You're getting birthday calls. <laughs> so I think where we left off was basically we bought tickets to see RTJ4 mm-hmm. live in concert, which is their new album, mm-hmm. which was great. And I mean, I don't know. I, there's nothing to say. We'll talk talk about it again when we talk about our Chicago trip. But it's just you can't miss with Run the Jewels. You just they don't miss ever, ever. No, they And like. The whole experience, like Killer Mike is like next level to me. LP, so good. But like there was the Chicago experience and then the Chicago run the jewels experience. And we'll save that for later because I don't want to give it away. We'll save a meet and greet that wasn't meant to be everything. There was so much. There was so much. But I think it was like, it's so hard to do the rankings of like which RTJ album you like. I actually did this with Aaron. It was like, which RTJ album? And Mm. I think me and you did it in the car too. Yeah. I love RTJ four. Yeah. I think for me, it goes three, four, two, one, but it can, it can change on any day. It might be four, three, two, one. Yeah. There's so many bangers. I know one's my least favorite, but it might have my all time favorite song by them, which is run the jewels. I don't know. It's, but saying that's my least favorite still, a top 10 album of all time yeah that's i think exactly it it's like and it's the reason why we will always go keep seeing them yeah it ends up being so my ranking is three four one two okay i Um, love i absolutely love especially because number three has legend has it (sighs) well i i figure we were gonna have the number one concert of the year i thought maybe Mm -hmm. your number one would either be that one or maybe Boy Genius, but uh, I think our list was pretty similar. We had some top one. It was curious to see where you put Yachty and I, where I put Yeah Yeah Yeahs. But should we go to TV shows? I think we should. These are the best TV shows of 2023. Okay, do you want? Should we do the same same way yeah. we did? It's back and forth. I'll let you start with your number ten. I'm curious. I bet you predicting. We definitely have the top one and two. Mm-hmm. I think our four and three will be flip flop, but I'm totally. curious to see see your list. So, what do you have for number ten? Number ten, I have on our list or my list is uh, Seth Rogen, Rose Byrne, oh. Platonic. Didn't make my list. Honorable mention, but another Apple TV uh, Plus show did make my number top ten. And at number ten is Hijacked, oh. starring Idris Elba. So, shout out to Apple TV Plus. Damn. Uh, talk about Platonic. I Okay, so what I loved about Platonic, and maybe it was just like... Got announced season two. Got uh, a season totally. two. I think it was just because it was like, it's kind of the same as other shows we watch where I'm like, these people seemingly feel our age. Yeah. And like kind of like... They're coming to terms around. with aging and... They're they're like a little too old for certain things, yeah. but try and play out. And yeah, then sure. it's like too young for other things. Um, but I also just love Seth Rogen and Rose Byrne's chemistry. Mm-hmm. Like I could probably oh, yeah. watch them do anything. Like and the, I love them in Neighbors. They're so funny together. Totally. Like, when it's just them two on screen together, that's the best part of the show. A hundred. Uh, yeah, for me, I, I chose Hijack, which <laughs> stars Idris Alba. Mm-hmm. And it's like uh, eight episodes. And it's all. You just happened. wanted to continue off Stringer Bell. <laughs> 
We did. Yeah, we watched The Wire this year. But also, you know, it's the first and only all British show I've ever watched in my life. I've never watched British TV. And so, I also feel like it was not fully British. Well, there's one. Well, there's no, it was all British. There's some people who are like there's Middle one Eastern American. Uh, and yeah, American. It's like an international sure, show. Sure, sure. But <laughs> it was very stressful. It was very well done. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was cool. I liked it a lot. So that's number 10 for me. My favorite part, it didn't make my list, but my favorite thing, the premise of hijack is like exactly what it sounds like. A plane gets hijacked and injures Alba is either the hijacker or has to save the day. Yeah. Um. And my favorite part, we ended the series and like the next morning I took off on a plane that looked freakishly yes. similar to the plane that got hijacked. Exactly. Okay. So number nine for me, the show's so good. It's not even done yet. And oh, if the show, damn. if the show had finished, it would probably be top three, but because it's still going, I got to make it my number nine show of the year. Go. FX is Fargo. Oh, damn. I didn't even have that on my list. That's all right. It's, we're only, we've only watched like four episodes, but to me, it's a return to form, mm-hmm. return to season one and two. It's very close to the actual Fargo movie. Mm-hmm. John Hamm's great. Juno Temple's great. Steve from uh, Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. Everyone's hitting it out of the park. So I absolutely, absolutely love the show mm-hmm. and I can't wait to keep watching it. One of the list that I had read from like either Rolling Stone or Variety, they also like called out how many great shows are coming out of FX. Yeah. Um, Fargo being one of them, but just saying like the way that this, this, um, this season mm-hmm. is shot is like outstanding. So props to Sean yeah, uh, who worked on it. Um, but then also just like to your point, the storytelling, just like the level of pacing was called out as like, like, yeah, incredible. So fuck, it, it didn't make my that's list. All right. What's your number nine? I'm curious now. Uh, style icon. So number nine on my list is only murders. Number eight for me. There you go. There you go. So very similar. So okay, number nine for you. The reason why it's number nine, I love obviously style icon Selena Gomez. Selena Gomez. Sorry, I thought you meant Martin Short. <laughs> obviously. Yeah. Um, I love this series. I think it presented so much joy. I, I yeah. love how long it is and whatnot. Yeah. Like the pacing, the writing, what the is chemistry it? The chemistry the ensemble cast. Like we also read stories about how like it was supposed to be a third guy, not Selena Gomez this yeah. season. Um, not this season, but, but in general. Um, Meryl Streep is in this last season. Paul Rudd, Paul Rudd is awesome. Um, there's great guest appearances. Um, Matthew Broderick is in it. Yeah, he's um, really funny. Really funny. I think it was just for me, it wasn't as great as the first couple seasons. For season one's a perfect season. Season two's pretty damn good. Season three, it's like, I don't, not to spoil anything, but it's like, murders keep happening in the building. And I think we kind of mentioned, it's like, I'd almost prefer because the whole thing is they have a podcast. It's yeah. like, I wish someone would come to them and be like, mm-hmm. this person died in wherever. I want you to solve it. Like mm-hmm. that to me would be oh, okay. Different rather than it's like someone keeps dying in their building, which I'm totally. like, totally. So that's my only downside of it. And like you said, it, it, I still love Selena Gomez and, mm-hmm. and the two other dudes, but I don't know. I think four seasons would be good as much as I love them and mm-hmm. her four seasons. And I'm good. One of the things I read in on a BuzzFeed list this week, but it makes me feel good about our podcast. Do you know what podcast came out 10 years ago? Oh, a serial. Yeah. Mm, Right. And so it's like, we came out before serial. We did. So I love that we're still going. Okay. So that was your nine. That was my number eight. What's your number eight? My number eight is hello. You. You. (laughs) So I think it was 
three years ago, or whatever. The last season of you was my number two show yeah, of the I know. year. It did not make my list this oh year. I thought it you was... didn't think that campy piece of shit was amazing? No, no, no. That's hilarious. Uh, you. So I'm, I apologize. It did not make my list this year. I, okay. It was, it was great because it was so horrible. It was a little off the rails. It was, it was off, off the, the rails. rails. It was unbelievable. I feel like I could just watch that main dude do yeah. anything and he's like ridiculous. That was technically a British show. It, it was technically a British show. It also makes no sense. No. So all of it, if you want to watch it, it was a lifetime series. Watch seasons one and two were amazing. Yeah, they're great. They're great. Even season three, three was good. Three was good. Yeah. Four. Three made my, was my second favorite show. That's yeah. the last season. Four. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So number seven for me is an HBO show. I got a lot of HBO. Wait, what was your eight? Only Murders. Only Murders, yeah. It is the series finale season of Barry. Oh, damn. Did Barry make your list? It sure did. Okay, so number seven for me. What's your number seven? My number seven, another Apple TV Plus show, Shrinking. Honorable mention for me. Almost made it. Didn't quite make it. Okay, go for it. uh, Barry, which is Bill Hader's show where he plays a hitman turned actor. I mean, it basically turned into like Breaking Bad the last couple seasons, mm-hmm. right? Like it was still really funny. Like NoHo Hank was mm-hmm. great, but it took such a dark turn. But mm-hmm. I think I could be wrong, but did Bill Hader direct every episode this season? Yes. I mean, Bill Hader's just such like a joy to watch. Mm-hmm. He's I love his directing, his acting. Mm-hmm. It was just everyone's performances was great. The finale was fantastic. I loved everything about it. Sad to see it go. We only got into it, was it this year? Yeah. We started watching. I'd seen the first couple of seasons. I never finished it. I'm like, I think you'll like this. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's it's a dark, dark comedy, which uh, not a lot of comedy this last season, but I absolutely mm-hmm. loved it. I'm, I'm sad that it's gone. I'm going to do Shrinking and then I'll tell you where my berry is. Okay. So Shrinking is... My number seven, yeah. Apple TV Plus show starring Jason Siegel, Harrison Ford, Jordan from Scrubs. Created by Bill Lawrence, who created Scrubs. And yeah. like it. Directed an episode by Zach Braff. Totally. Um, Janitors in an episode. Sorry. <laughs> I think what I like about it, it's not the best incredible storytelling. Yeah. It's a canned story. They said they have three seasons and it, each season is about yeah. like a certain feeling yeah uh, like grief etc like forgiveness whatever but what i loved about it it was an easy watch right kind of like uh platonic a hundred percent it's a light easy watch there was that one year we were watching all the murder shows like Dahmer and stuff and i'm like it was too much it made me sad i was like horrified at having nightmares I found shrinking, especially because of the music as well. Jordan, the actress, yeah. does all like she the music. She picks all the music. Which we love. And so to me, it was just like an easy, light, pleasant watch. 100%. So where did you put the dark, dark comedy Barry then? So I put Barry as number five. And the okay. reason being is I think almost what you said and then some. So we got into Barry and especially for me, I watched all four seasons this year. Yeah. So one of the reasons that I love any TV show that we watch is after we watch an episode of something or a movie like we did yesterday, John will send me like a bunch of articles. And I think one of the things that I love about Barry is that we started it probably like early last year or early this year. Yeah. Right. When I was in Winnipeg, the students were watching Barry and I got to like really excited to tell them about it. Yeah. But they were also like production students. And so some of the articles you would send me were from the ringer. Yeah. And 
uh, Bill yeah. Hader would always do an interview yeah. with the journalist from The Ringer. And to John's point earlier, Bill Hader wrote episodes. He directed episodes. He edited episodes. Yeah. And as somebody who's like a post-production junkie like John and I, it was so cool that he's so like intrinsically involved in so many aspects of the show yeah. that it, that just made it better. And so like, you know, I think a lot of people fell off of Barry in season three from what I heard, but season four is outstanding. Like the story comes full circle. It does. There's, yeah. I love that. I recommend anyone watch it. So we're on number six. My mm-hmm. number six will not be on your list. My, <laughs> my, Cause you don't watch the show, oh. but I think you would like it. Mm-hmm. It's how to with John Wilson. Oh, yeah, I've heard nothing but good things about that series. Yeah, basically, I'll talk about it quickly. It was the final season, and I'm like, how do I describe it? So IMDb Mm -hmm. says, an anxious New Yorker attempts to give everyday advice while dealing with his own personal issues. (laughs) So basically, the guy, John Wilson, goes around filming New York. Mm -hmm. You never really see him. It's just him from his point of view. And he films absurd things that happen on the streets, and Mm -hmm. then he kind of makes a story based off of that thing. So, I mean, I, I honestly, I can't even describe it. Mm-hmm. Just watch a, an episode or go to YouTube, watch the trailer. You'll kind of get the idea, but sad it's over. It's only three seasons. I think it takes a lot to film these shows because mm-hmm. he has to film ridiculous things randomly. Right. But a lot of fun and maybe something you and I can watch if you want like a light, easy, fun show. I know you've watched a couple episodes. You showed me the risotto. The risotto one and, and the one where he goes and see Polly's yeah. D. So what? Keep going. Anyways, that's it. What's your number six? My number six is Showtime hit Yellow Jackets. Number five for me. Oh, damn. So five was Barry. Yeah. Yellow Jackets was five for me. There six you. for you. Yeah. Very similar rankings. I loved season one of Yellow Jackets. Yeah. Season two felt like a little bit of it yeah. lost its way and then bit. came back. I read in one of the like one of the variety Hollywood reporter rankings. I think they qualified it really well where they said like a lot of time was spent with Lottie in that cult. Yeah. And it was like, yes. not what you really wanted Yeah, kind of thing. And that's how I felt. I wanted to be with like Christina Ricci, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Like all of like the main kind yeah. of cast members, even though Lottie is obviously a big one. So yeah. for those of you guys who haven't watched yellow jackets, it's about a group. Um, it's like a, uh, a group, group of, of so- girls. girls soccer, high school soccer team. Yeah, it gets like their plane crashes on this like remote area somewhere in like northern Canada. Yeah. And they're like basically have to fend for themselves, Lord of the Flies yeah. style. And some of them make it out, some of them don't. And it goes between present time, which is mm-hmm. them as adults and them as teenagers. Totally. And so this season was amazing. Like I was so excited when they came back. Of course. Um, but some stuff just felt like it dragged in a different way. Yeah. No, I feel the same. It was, this is a definitely a dark show where people eat people and people mm-hmm. die and all this, this and that, but great acting, great writing. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited for season three. Okay. So I know you and I have the same number one and two. Well, and I know our three and four has to be, I think we have the same top four. I'm just not sure yeah. if our three and four are the same. So in one of the, again, in one of the articles John sent me for best of the year, I can't remember which one, but they said basically that the top four shows or top three, because yeah, I don't think one, one, one nobody's on, nobody like. else is on it. Um, <laughs> but the top three shows are interchangeable, like depending yeah. on where you are in the year, who's the person giving the list. So they're all could vie for number one. So can I ask you, are Go. your number four and number three both HBO shows? Yes. Okay, so our number one's the same. Our number two is the same. Mm-hmm. Let's say number four and three. I, I, I have a feeling our three and four are switched. Go. 
Okay, so our number four show in three, two, one. Succession. The Last of Us. Yeah. <laughs> number three is Succession. Yeah. Is number three Last yeah. of Us? Yeah. So that's what I thought it would be that. So, okay, okay go for number four for you with Succession. So I Final lo- season. Okay, final season of Succe- Succession. <laughs> I absolutely love Succession. The Roy family is horrible. Yes. Um, all those families. All Lom, of those Stats, families. Everybody. All of them. Carl. Oh, my God. Everyone in that show. Right? Uh, they're all horrible people. And also, big facts, Carl plays the same character in every show. In, in Veep. Yeah. It's like 20 years apart. Um it it felt like it ended and I didn't want it to end. I know. Right? So it could have done another. I'm glad they ended it when they did. Totally. And not to, I'm not going to spoil anything, but there's a big thing that happens this final season, like four episodes in. And you're like, whoa. Which was probably the best thing for the show. Yeah. But at the end of the day, the show's called Succession. There is a successor. Yeah. And so, I mean, they were smart and they ended it on top. Yeah. The last season, all episodes are fucking stressful. I think that was the thing. And one of the other parts that I love is we only watch a few shows. Actually, that's not true anymore. We actually, Succession is one of the shows we would tune in, like have to tune in the day of the day or of. the next day. Yeah, we, no, we watched it every Sunday right? night. And so I actually like that tune in TV kind of factor because it yeah. was like, we're going to unplug. This became like a must-see event. And like every episode of the last season was so outstanding. It gave us the term kitty chop. Kitty chop. <laughs> yeah. Which that pro- comes from probably the maybe the best episode mm-hmm. of TV this year. Oh, it's tough. Our, our number two show has probably the best mm-hmm. episode, but that episode where it's uh, the dude's wedding on the boat. What's mm-hmm. what's the brother's name? Uh, the guy Cameron? from Ferris. Yeah, Cam's yeah. wedding. That's probably the best. I episode think Cameron is his name in Ferris Bueller. Ferris Bueller. <laughs> Whatever is it? Uh. Anyways, what the fuck is it? Either way, that's probably the best episode of yeah. the whole season. Maybe the whole show, but. Kitty Chop is the best. (laughs) So I just love, yeah. I mean, it's going to go down as one of the best shows. So that was number three for me. Number Mm -hmm. four was The Last of Us. Mm -hmm. That was number three for you. Yes. Interesting, because I started watching it by myself. Mm -hmm. It's technically an apocalypse, end of the world show, where Mm -hmm. there's like a virus wipes out half of the world, right? Yes. Not unlike Walking Dead or COVID, I guess you could say. And I remember watching the first episode. I'm like, "Oh no, you're gonna you're gonna like this a lot." So mm-hmm. I'm like, "I gotta show it to you." And I'm glad I did. Mm-hmm. What do you think of The Last of Us? It's my number three. Number three show. So I absolutely loved it so much so I leaned into my Gen Z side <laughs> and watched a 45 minute YouTube video oh on my the gosh. video game. So. Um, yeah, it's based off of a video <laughs> game. So you watch. I watched the entire 45 oh minute video game of like what could have been like the first three episodes. Yeah. Um, and so I loved it. Love Pedro Pascal. Yeah, he, as I a mean, lead. I think he had the biggest year this him and the dude from the bear. I mean, those guys are yeah, like, they're they won the them. internet. They're a couple zaddies. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but it was shot so beautifully also shot in Canada as well. Yeah. Um, Calgary, Calgary fucking, Fargo. so, you know, coming out for the W, mm. but, uh, love the chemistry between him and I think it's Bella Ramsey, I the so. kid, yeah. um, L and yeah. is it L? No, that's stranger things. No, it's uh fuck. Oh my God. Know. My brain is fried. Yeah. Either way, those two amazing chemistry. It's beautifully shot. The episode with Nick Offerman and the oh. guy Murray from white yeah. Lotus. Oh my God. Um, again, that's probably the best. That oh. might be the best episode of the show. It's so heartbreaking. We just started watching parks and rec. I know. I love Ron. Yeah. Ron Swanson. Yeah. That episode is, is heartbreaking. Oh no, sorry. That's the episode I watched 
when I'm like, okay, no, now you have to watch this yeah. show. It was after that one. That was, I think, episode three. I'm like, yeah, you got to watch this show because it's more than just like zombies or whatever they yeah. are, right? Because we fell off The Walking Dead and I was like, I'm yeah. not really into video games because of the epilepsy. So right. it's like, meh. And, but yeah, you got your parents into it. I think, yeah. I think, right? I, think I mean, everyone... It swept the world. It was like the big sensation yeah. this year. I think that everyone, it was the Tiger King, if you will, this was. year. <laughs> or it was what we're going to call our number two show of the year. So oh, damn. Number two, we have the exact same. Sh Realistically, this should be number one. Yeah, we'll say number two. But it's number two. So on the count of three, one, two, three, the Jer bit. Oh! Wait, you said Jersey Shore? I did. Oh, my. <laughs> For the first time. It's been demoted. I, but in I put an arrow. It's like interchangeable. <laughs> so first time in the last seven years of doing this podcast, yes. ever since Jersey Shore Family Vacation came back, yeah. it's been your number one show. So much so that I've been terrified to call it anything but my number one show. Until today. If you're if you're calling Jersey Shore number two, yeah. I'm changing my rankings right now. Go. Jersey Shore is number two for me. The bear is by far number one. Yeah. Give it up. We gotta give it to the, the bear. bear. The bear's number one. Number one. Number one. Dethroning the legendary run oh. of Jersey Shore Family Vacation. It's crazy pants. That's how good the best episode of TV, in my opinion, this Forks. year was Forks. By <laughs> by far. Although last night's Jersey Shore rewatch. Oh. That That's was on the level forks. of forks. That's Jersey's forks. Okay, so tell me what made you choose Bears number one this year for the first time ever okay. dethroning family vacation. It could be our experience in Chicago. It could mm. be how incredible of a follow-up second season oh my God. of the Bears. No sophomore slump. No sophomore slump. The music was outstanding. The fucking writing was outstanding. The canned episodes, the guest mm. appearances... All of it was so moving and stressful and beautifully shot. And it, it just, it, it, I miss it. <laughs> like, like so, I feel like anyone who would listen to me, I would talk to them about the bear. I mean, I call people at work, cousin. Mm. We both bought shirts from the TV show we bought. I bought the bear, the beef shirt. You bought the birth shirt. You're a real OG. I mean, you're it's a collector's item. <laughs> in a season. Where Sammy Sweetheart returns for the first time in 12 years <laughs> in a season where Ronald Johnson returns. After two years. After two years. You're still saying the bear is number one, folks. That's how good the bear is. Is it dethroned a Sammy Sweetheart return to Jersey Shore? Banana. Well, I mean, tell me what you loved about Jersey Shore this year, oh, though. everything. It, it's compelling. It's got, you know, we went Laughter, to the show. tears. Yeah, it was. Meatballs. I always get emotional when Mike gets emotional, right? I, I always cry yeah. whenever he does talks about jail or coming home or, yeah. like, yeah. his lawsuits and stuff. But Jersey Shore was outstanding. Like, honestly, it is the thing that gives me joy. It is the only time I ever take off my watch when we were watching yeah, TV. That's true. Right? It is literally when we talk about my birthday. Your birthday was Jersey people Shore theme. came to play. Right? Yeah. It was crazy. I absolutely loved it. it. You know, again, it's that same feeling of, like, these people are all our ages now. So it feels like you're partying at the same level and age range as like the cast, 
Yeah. So it's just funny and ridiculous because, you know, half of them can't drink anymore, but they want to. Yeah. They party, but they can't. Yeah. Right. Some of them do party. They travel. They go on like family vacations with the kids. And like, that's how it is with us. It's like we're playing in the park with kids one day. Not like stranger kids. That seems no, 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 no. Like, but then we're like, okay, let's go do a dance party. Like yeah. again. And I don't know. It just brings me all the joy. I love it. I love it. That's... I didn't think we'd go there, but the bear is the number one show of the year. So what, how do you want to do this? Do you want to go into top 10 albums and then why I, don't you I, do songs? My top 10 songs of the year. Yeah. yeah. I'll kind of, I'll do this one uh, kind of quickly. Um, mm -hmm. So top 10 songs of the year. Tell me where you think these rank with yours. It's a pretty eclectic group of songs. So number 10 for me is She's On My Mind by Rami, mm -hmm. which is, she's part of the XX, I believe, right? Yep. Her album's really good. Almost made my top 10 albums of the year. Didn't quite do it, but um, just a very fun, cool dance song. Number nine for me is Earth to Sea by M83, oh, which is my favorite song, song off the album. It's yeah. the most commercial, most vibey dance pop song on the album. Number eight for me is Till Further Notice by Travis Scott featuring James Blake and 21 Savage, <laughs> which I think it's a shame that this album didn't make it on more top 10 or best albums of the year list. I'm Wait, looking at is Travis Scott the one yes. that had... He had the, the Astro World. Yeah, that's probably died. why. Honestly, it probably is. And yeah, that's a tragedy. It's more political. But I really, really like his album. Mm -hmm. Number seven, I'm sure would have made your list. It's The Weather by L. Michaels Affair and Black Thought, which Black Thought's just, he's on a two album roll where he's just rapping his ass off, <laughs> making these collab albums, <laughs> which is so much fun. Number six, we listened to on the ride home tonight. It's Black Earth by Rat Boys. Oh. And it's not some post-punk apocalyptic song. Rat Boys is actually like an indie pop, Band with a female lead singer. I think you guys would really enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Number five, I had to choose one from the album Michael, which is Killer Mike's <gasps> album. So I chose, of course, Don't Let the Devil featuring LP and Thank You Good Sir, oh, which sounds the most like Run the Jewels. Mm -hmm. And I love it when those guys are together. Mm -hmm. Number four, uh, I think it came out two years ago, but we only heard it this year. It is Oysters in My Pocket <laughs> by Royal Otis, which is the Australian Wallows, if you will. <laughs> Two young Which we guys. feel like they should open for Wallow. They certainly should. <laughs> Number three had the best music video of the year. Mm -hmm. And one of my all-time favorite rappers, it's the song Riot by ASAP Rocky. He better drop that album next year because he's been promising it for uh, about three, four <laughs> years now. Number two definitely would have made your top 10 list. It is 89 Earthquake by Larry <laughs> June and The Alchemist. Cool. Which is... Uh, San Francisco luxury chill rap, which uh, Larry June kind of reminds me a little bit of like a run the jewels where he just has an amazing voice and mm -hmm. the alchemist makes those silky smooth dope beats. And number one, I could have chosen four songs from this album, but if I'm being true to myself, my favorite song of the year, which I believe was the band of the week for the first episode this year is the black Seminole. By Lil Yachty. Oh, damn. When I first played that song, first song on the album, I was like, this album's going to be special. Uh -huh. It was. This song is dope. Banger. Uh -huh. It's my top 10 songs of the year. So uh, check them out. Listen to them. You guys will like some. You won't like others. But I think that is, that's it. So why don't we go into our, what do you think of that list, by the way? I mean, I love the list. It's making me sad for my albums because some of them didn't make my cut. 
for okay. albums. Okay. And I, I think it'll be a good because this is the list that'll be the most different, okay. I think, for us. Let's go into the best albums of 2023. Okay, yeah, our list is going to be real different. We'll have a couple crossover ones, but I mean, music is where we're so it's so diverse. Yeah. So I'm real curious. Why don't you, I just did my top tens? Why don't you start us off with your number ten album of the year? <laughs> okay, I know you haven't listened to this because I haven't told you about it. So unless you listen to it separately, <laughs> I'm gonna guess probably not. My number ten album is Yuli, Soft Scars by Yuli. Come come again? (laughs) Yuli. So they're like an alt band, like alt rock. Kind of sounds like 90s alternative, so obviously I love it. The song Sulky Baby is really good. I often listen to it when I walk to work. Okay. Um, It was actually, I think Pitchfork had it on there. Is it it K-pop? I don't think so. No. Okay. Here. No, I, I I got it for you right here. Oh damn! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, that album. Very cool. I like it. It's really good. So you, you um, like the whole album overall as a vibe, huh? Yeah. So like, there's another song called like "Fish in the Pool," which was like amazing. It's it's just a good atmospheric rock vibe. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is "Fish in the Pool." Yeah. I like it so far. I got to check this. We got to listen to it for dinner one night. Please. That's awesome. So that's number 10 for you. Yes. Number 10. I just last minute switched it around. This was Mm -hmm. nine, but now I'm making it 10 in Times New Roman by Queens of the Stone Age. Oh, I forgot about that one. Come back out for your boys, Queens. They got one of my. I forgot about that album. One of my all time favorite albums ever is Lullabies to Paralyze by Queens of the Stone Age. So good. Last few albums I didn't love, but this album came out. I loved it. Yeah. I think you liked it quite a bit too, right? I definitely. Honorable mention for you, I'm sure. Honorable mention did not make my list mainly because I forgot about it. That's fair. Uh, that All is right. awesome. What's number nine for you? Number nine is another album you probably won't know. Okay. Um, it is uh, Ahora by Malena's. And how do you spell any of that? <laughs> how do you spell Malena's? M-E-L-A-N-A-S. Okay. Uh, they're very much what I've now discovered as a as a category of music I never knew before. Jangle rock. <laughs> right? And so, what's their album called? Ahora. How do you spell that? A H O R A. Ahora. Ahora. They're Spanish, or it's Spanish is maybe the best way to say it. I can't find it. If you. Uh... It's probably on my recently pillied. Yeah, send it to me. So Lou Dog from yes. work um, actually introduced it to me. Okay. Um, and so it was, it's amazing. So like one of the songs that I like on it is called, one second. Should have written these down. That's all right. Um, is Bang. Okay. And so basically, yeah, it's just like a rock album. So they've been out for a while. Um, there's definitely a Spanish undertone okay. to their sound. Um, but I think it's like four chicks. That's very cool. Yeah. Speaking of four chicks, let's mm-hmm. remove one of them from my number nine album, which is the record by boy oh, genius. Okay. And if you asked me five months ago, wouldn't I've even, I was disappointed in this album, but yeah. like I said, going to the concert, listening to their vinyl, it's a very, very special album, mm-hmm. super group that pulled it off. Each one of them, 
bring their own distinct kind of uh, talents to the band and to the album. And I hope they do more music together. But we already talked a lot about Boy Genius, so that's number nine for me. Okay. Number eight. Number eight. I wonder... I, okay, my number eight, I'm sh- I wonder if it made your list. Let me go first. It's Glorious Games by Al Michaels Affair and Black Thought. It did, it but did. I'll save it. Save it, save it. Okay, so what's number eight for you? Number eight for me yeah. is actually a band you introduced me to. Okay. Jungle. Oh, I love music. it. I love it. So this is where Larry June did not make mine. L- Larry June's album? No. The one with the alchemist. Yeah, I know. I thought that was going to be like your number one album of the year. It's not. It didn't even make your top 10. Nope. Damn. Larry there's Gilles. a lot of good albums that's that right. came that's out fair. this that's year. That's fair. Um, and again, there's other stuff I listened to that you didn't listen no, to. Of course. No, I'm not hating on a that. Ten. Um, but yeah, Jungle, I really liked. There's a song called um, You Ain't No Celebrity. Okay. That I really love. I think it's with The Roots. Um. You, oh. Uh, is it? It's with Roots. I don't think it's The Roots. Oh, okay. Well, I thought it was The Roots. That's <laughs> so, um, anyway, I really like that song. There's something about the vibe of this album that just Roots makes... Roots Maneuver. Oh, whatever. This right? one, right? Yeah. Um, I really like it because it feels like something I want to be out at night listening to. Yeah. Um, just a good vibe altogether. Well, speaking of The Roots, my number... Wait, was this number eight, right? Yeah. My number eight was Glorious Games by L. Michaels Affair and Black Thought, which is, again, Black Thought of the Roots. It's, I don't know how would you describe this album. It's a rap album with a full, like, band. It's, like, almost jazz rap. Mm-hmm. And my favorite song is one called The Weather. So right good. here. I mean, so I, Black Thought's, again, kind of like a killer mic where it's, like, his voice is just so good. Yep. This is an album you could put it on for someone who, like, my dad doesn't like rap music. No. But he would love L. Michael's Affair, that band. Totally. And then you put on some black, you put Black Thought on top of that, and he might be like, you know what? I could bounce around and bang to this one. It's fucking outstanding. Cheat Codes by Black Thought and Danger Mouse is the superior album, which came out the year prior. <laughs> yeah. But this album is so, so good. <sighs> That'll bring us, I don't even know if I should just say it now. What? Should I say it? Was that your number one album of the year? Al Michaels Affair was my number one album of the year. I thought it would be Larry June and the Alchemist. Can I just, number Uh seven for me is The Great Escape by Larry June and the Alchemist. That's my number seven album. (laughs) Al Michaels Affair and Black Thought was number one. I remember when we first listened to it again, I thought I was maybe a little disappointed in it. Yeah. Tell me all, I want to hear how this is your number one. So... Okay, and you said it. Cheat Codes, when I first heard Belize, yeah. I was like, yo, this song's fucking outstanding. Yes. I absolutely love this album. That was actually my number one album of the year two years ago, right? I think last year. must have been last, last year? year. I think when it, it came, came out, out last year. Um, and so when this album came wow. out. Wait, Black Dot got your number one album two years in a row. I know. Shout out to Black Dot. Killing it. Black so Dot. like, here's what I would say. Al Michael's affair is that like it I've heard so many people say, not really, I've heard three people say what you just said. That Al Michael's affair, uh, the glorious game album with the lion on it, which yeah. is my number one, is yeah, secondary to cheat codes. Yes. Even though I feel like I introduced cheat codes to people. Yes, I I bet you did. Okay. However, 
I listen to the L. Michaels Affair. It's that same jazzy hook that you're talking yeah. about. It's got like this undercurrent. It's so easy listening. It, it, it is quintessentially the album that got me through Dallas. Mm. I listened to it on replay. That's true. Now, uh, you came back from Dallas like, we got to listen to this album again. It's amazing. We bought it on vinyl and I think it's even better on vinyl. Um, the lyrics in it are lovely. Like it just, it's so, if you're trying to look for an easy album to like get in to hip hop and jazz with like an R and B underscore, I would say this is the album for you. Do you have a favorite song off the album? It was actually the weather. The weather. Okay. So that's crazy. (laughs) My number seven album. Black Thought, killing it for me. Black Thought, shout out to Black Thought is The Great Escape, which is a collab album Mm -hmm. by Larry June, the rapper, and The Alchemist, Mm -hmm. the producer. Mm -hmm. This is, I talked about how 89 Earthquake was my second favorite Mm -hmm. song of the year, which is this one right here. Yeah, it's so good. Probably the best beat of the year is this one. Yeah. Again, this is... Oh, yeah. (laughs) You spit a 16 for us there? I'm trying to make my voice go as low as possible for that. Good job, Larry. Oops. Oh, Oh, fuck. Um... But I mean, listen, this is another song. This is Turkish cotton. Like, he just makes luxury, chill rap. Yeah. Lux rap. I mean, the Palisades. Oh, such a good one. I'm shocked it didn't make your list. But this is just a quick story about this album. I think we talked about it. No, wait. We Next week, 89 Earthquake is the song of the week because we already mm-hmm. recorded next week's episode. So we told the story about me going to a store Totes. and then you falling in love with this album. So, wait, what was your number seven album of the year? My number seven, you've never listened to oh, it with okay. me as well, is Mac DeMarco's Five Easy Hot Dogs. <laughs> Did you know? I, uh, <laughs> Mac DeMarco. Did you listen to that at all? Five Easy Hot Dogs. I don't, but I see that you did. I can see you right here. Yeah. Okay. I like a couple of his songs. He's not my favorite, but he's tight with uh, Thundercat. Yeah. So, okay. For those of you guys who don't know Mac DeMarco, it's probably more of like an alternative, like rock, kind of like more like, not soft rock, I would say. Almost Some stuff is harder, but yeah. Not not quite garage rock Mm -hmm. or guitar rock. You know, it's just like, yeah. So one, Super of the, indie. so one of the things I love about Five Easy Hot Dogs, I actually really like the song Gualala too. Okay. Uh, not, not, not number not one. Number no, number one, number two. Okay. So if you know the backstory, one of the things I love about Apple Music is they actually write love. like the history of the song or yes. the album. Um, I'm sure other platforms could do this, but I love the way Apple Music does it. And so this album was written up as like almost like a post-COVID travelogue. So he wrote each yeah. song in that area that's cool and like brought it together so there's songs called like oh, vancouver portland, portland. So he did exactly so he did like a whole road trip and it was basically how he felt in that city and in that moment that those songs came together so it's like this beautiful travel log is there um, any lyric like this guala too mm-hmm. has no lyrics to it no some of it's like, instrumental then right yeah 100 percent. some of them do have lyrics um but yeah it's more like i would say like like it's a travel log. Yeah. So I find like, I listen to it a bunch at work when I'm working. Sometimes when I walk at night to meet you, um, so five easy hot dogs. I love it. What was your number? That was number seven. What's number six for you? Number six for me is Lil Yachty. All right. 
What awesome. about you? <laughs> That's I love it. No, sorry. Shout out to Lil Yachty. Number six. Number six for me is a rap album as well, and it is sorry. Lil Yachty's album is not a rap album. Mm-hmm. Number six for me is Utopia by Travis Scott. Ooh. So I'll just do mine quickly, then I want to hear mm-hmm. about uh, Lil Yachty. Few. This was basically this was one of the most down years in rap commercial rap music ever. There wasn't a number one rap album until. Utopia came out this oh, wow. year. Okay. Like, I mean, and then Drake came out after that and he, whatever, but Drake's album, uh, for all the dogs. Yeah. But there was no like, like last year was Kendrick and mm-hmm. Tyler and all this stuff. So people were banking on Travis Scott. And again, he had the whole Astro world controversy where people died at his concert, all these things. So he had to come back mm-hmm. and he took like five years off and he blew me away. It was not as good as Astro world, the album, but this was damn close. And, uh, I have some, Real, a couple songs I really, really love, but my favorite one was Till Further Notice with 21 Savage. And I just want to play you just kind of it's very, it's a dark album. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very dark, but it's a good night Very sonic, album. very ear pleasing. And yeah, I, I just loved it. He delivered that big commercial rap album. So, um, Lil Yachty Fuse number six. He's much, much higher on my list. So I'll get to that in a bit. Oh, I know you love this album. Yeah, I think course. the thing I also love about this album is how sure, much. Can I, I say one thing? Of course you can. Two years ago, would you ever even imagine having a Lil Yachty album in your top 10? <laughs> Sorry. Probably not. But I think one of the things, and this kind of goes back to the statement earlier about concerts as well, mm. is that you and I will listen to anything, right? Put some good music in front of me. And I'll give it a chance. And I'll never recommend something to you. Like, I would never be like, you got to listen to Little Boat 2 by Lil Yachty because <laughs> you're not going to like that. But no, when but I listen to this album, I'm like, you're going to like this. Yeah. But I also feel like you get secretly happy when I like love hip hop artists. Of course. I'm always surprised when you love certain yeah. rap albums and stuff. So um, so I think why I like the Lil Yachty is also one. It was just like, it's a good album. Yeah. Like 100% hands Mac down. Mac DeMarco's on it. Exactly. It's a fantastic album holistically well-built album. Um, I also love the story behind it, even though like we obviously don't do drugs, but it's like he in multiple articles was like, Oh, my dad told me about like listening and this is, this is going to yeah. date us, but like yeah, listening to like Radiohead albums or like Pink Floyd, Pink Dark Floyd Side of the Moon. and like, he's like, I want to make an album that people just like vibe out to and like take like a bunch of weed and like yeah. listen to. And like, it's a seamless listen. And that's what this album is by Lil Yachty. I would mm-hmm. say is like, you can get lost in it. I love it. Mm-hmm. Number five for me <clears throat> This was a lot of people's number one album of the year. Mm-hmm. You would maybe like it, but I don't think you... I've played you a few songs. You kind of liked it, but mm. it's Scaring the Hose by JPEG Mafia <laughs> and Danny Brown. Nice. Two left field rappers just making some crazy ass shit <laughs> together. Uh, I, I absolutely love it. I'm a big Danny Brown fan. I mm-hmm. like some JPEG Mafia, but uh, I just want to play you just really... It's very manic. It's all mm-hmm. over the place. JPEG Mafia is a producer. He's also a rapper. And these two guys together, like my favorite song, I think, is, is it Orange Juice Orange Juice Jones. Did you take a picture? No, that's from the oh. song. Like Danny Brown's a very distinct voice. And it's just such it's anyways. 
that's kind of it's it's not for everyone. The way I would recommend L. Michaels and Black Thought to people like my dad, yeah, I would not recommend scaring the hose by Jay Brigg Mafia <laughs> and Danny Brown to my dad because he will not like it. But people love it. And I absolutely love it. You gotta, you gotta know Danny Brown and uh-huh. JPEG Mafia. If you've never heard of them, uh-huh. you'll hate the album. But if you know what to expect, they are so good together. And the album cover is one of my favorite of the year. <laughs> Very cool. So, what is your uh, use uh, number five? My number five <laughs> makes sense, but it does not make sense for the algorithm that is my top ten of the year. Okay. So, Spotify, Apple Music. When they curate, like, what have you been listening to the most? This band apparently took, like, my top oh, five I, albums okay. for I, yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I highly doubt Sad that. Sad girl I, music. Yeah, I did not listen to this album <laughs> as much as it says I did. But It only came out in September as well, this album. I know. It's so... Sad girl music. It's so crazy to me. So, did it only come out in... I thought it came out more in the spring. Is your, is it is the album called Laugh Track? It sure is. It came out September twelfth, September eighteenth. <laughs> oh my god! So you listen to a lot of sad girl music. Uh, apparently, so who, the, national the national is my top one through four albums of twenty twenty three because all I listen to is sad girl music. Um, but it is actually my number five in real life for albums of the year. What do you have a favorite song? Off yeah, of so I really love. And this will only make me sound more sad girl music. Is I really love the song with Bonnie Vare. Uh, where the fuck oh, is it? Uh, weird goodbyes. Yeah, that one. And so it's really good. It's sad. I think it's a really good album. It's very... <laughs> Stop laughing at me. Um, it I also like has it. a song with Taylor Swift, I think. Phoebe it. Bridgers? Or Phoebe Bridgers, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know, it's like... I don't know. It goes all over the place. I find it like an easy listening. I thought it came out in the spring, to be honest. But Unless it was maybe a deluxe in September, but it's it yeah. says September. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I mean, I tend to listen to the Nationals sometimes when I'm working. Yeah. Because I find it like easy background stuff and they have like sure. a lot of anthems. But it definitely is my number five, not my number one through five. Interesting. Okay, so number four for me, I actually, the more I think about it, I thought this would be your number one album. Mm. My number four album is Michael by Killer Mike. What's number four for you? Sufjan. Sufjan is number three for me. All right, so why don't, why don't we break down Sufjan then? Okay. You, you can go you go ahead first. It's called Javelin. Yeah. Javelin. Okay, so tell me about Sufjan. What so, what do you think of him? His music. So in October, in the fall, at some point, I think, because it was right before we saw My Morning Jacket. Remember yeah. that? Um, this album dropped yes. by Sufjan, and I it feels like a return to like old Sufjan circa like everything's coming up Illinois like that album and so like Chicago Chicago, like songs like that decor or whatever um, it's it's so like mystery of love like all of those ah, um, it is a beautiful listen it is like you it's orchestral it's quiet it's moody Um, I love everything on it Uh, what's your favorite uh, my one? favorite, <laughs> I was just playing. Yeah, which it's called one? Shit Talk. That's my favorite that song. One? It's like a nine minute, nine minute epic, where th- it's slow and big and, and everything in between. I think it's a running start. Is yeah, that the one? I think so. Yeah, this is the one that makes me feel like it sounds like old Sufjan. 
Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Sufjan to me, this is Fleet Foxes three years ago. Whereas the first Fleet Foxes album is amazing, mm-hmm. and they're still great. But their albums were good; they weren't masterpieces. Mm-hmm. Whereas the last Fleet Foxes album was is a masterpiece in my mm-hmm. my opinion. And Sufjan, someone where it's like, yeah, that Chicago era, Illinois, whatever that album's called. Mm-hmm. It's classic Sufjan. Then he did a lot of like experimental music that I'm like, eh, mm-hmm. I just, it's not for me. But anytime he puts something out, I'll listen to it because he has that in him. And when I heard this, I'm like, yeah, this is, oh, this is a masterpiece. This is, if I gave, if asked me in a month from now, this could be my favorite album of the year. It's number three for me, mm-hmm. but it, absolutely remarkable. Even when it came out, I remember like Miranda texted me and she's like, have you heard Miranda, yeah. f- friend of the podcast? She's like, have you listened to the new Sufjan? I was like crying through yeah. the whole thing. It's just like, it's a beautiful album for a wintry backdrop as well. Yeah. And so, yes, yeah, so number four for me is Michael by Killer Mike. Mm-hmm. One half of Run the Jewels. Shout out Run the Jewels. And I mean, we've already talked about Killer Mike and Run the Jewels a lot. We haven't mm-hmm. played any of their music. This is Don't Let the Devil. I mean, just bang to this for a second oh that's fucking outstanding the product of many cruel summers and the description was fit and they say it's two gunners lap chick keys out your cheek until you true i'll just say it's nice to see killer mike get his like solo dues right now mm-hmm. shout out to him for getting nominated for a grammy for a rap album of the year mm-hmm. i've been on to him since the early 2000s when he first broke out with outcast i love mm-hmm. all his solo shit run the jewels and I was a little disappointed in this album when it first came out. And again, you were listening to it every day, walking home from work. And you're like, you got to fuck with this album. Give it a chance. <laughs> yeah. I gave it a chance. And it's now my number four album of the year. I, I don't know what I was thinking. I was maybe expecting, I had such high hopes. I'm like, yeah. it's got to knock me off my socks. First listen. Mm-hmm. It's very rare that an album does that first listen. But uh-huh. by listen three, I'm like, yeah, you're right. This is a, this is fantastic. So what's, that's number four for our, me and Sufian yeah. for you. What's number three for you? Number three is Girl Concert, Boy Genius. The record. You got it. Wow. And the song that brought me to it is cool about it. Okay, let me get that for you. Let me get that going. Yeah, they were number nine or ten for me. Again, I, I love it. Uh, what do you, what do you, I already kind of talked about it, so. I think it's just more the harmonies. I, I feel like... They're so much more commercial now, yeah. right? So I, I kind of don't want to almost like I it, know. right? It's like, but it's such a good album. When they did like their tiny desk, I was like, oh, oh. my God. Um, I, I just, I love this song. It's a good like, winter album. I think it's such it, a good winter album. It came out in March, end of March. So that's well, appropriate wintry. time, wintry. But this is, yeah, we listened to it last mm-hmm. night. So good. Whoa. Okay. So that was what? Number three for you? Yeah. Okay, so number two for me. This could have been number one, but half of the songs came out last year. So number two album <laughs> of the year for me is Cracker Crack. Island yeah. by Gorillaz. What's number two for you? Killer Mike. Damn. I know. Michael. Michael. Okay, so do you want to talk about Killer Mike at all? or? I think you summed it up, but it really is like the minute I heard this album, it was so fierce um, to me. And like, again, it's this thing called pathetic fallacy when like the weather emulates the music you're hearing they kind of fit seamlessly together yeah and so when i was walking home and i was like i'm just gonna listen to this killer mike album it was the perfect like that don't let the devil with lp that song is so fucking good but it was like that chugging kind of thing and i was like yo this is the perfect fucking song and then album and like 
this sounds so horrible. Like I have, I do not know Killer Mike at all, but I'm like just so proud of him. I know. Doing his solo album and it's like front to back to me is so good. And I was so proud just to like go to the salt shed and see Run the Jewels. Like, I don't know. The whole thing is outstanding. We'll talk about it in Chicago when we Mm. do that episode. Um, I, it, yeah, love it. I love it. Yeah, for me, number two is Cracker Island by Gorillaz. They're one of my favorite bands mm-hmm. of the last 20 years. Guaranteed any of the album they put out, there's going to be at least eight songs that I think are perfect songs. And mm-hmm. this album, there is, I believe, 11 or 10 songs, mm-hmm. and every one of them are so good. Like I like the one with uh, Fleetwood Mac. Fleet, yeah, Stevie Nicks Stevie called Nicks. Oil. Yeah. Which is... Yeah, it was just... To me, this is probably their second best album next to Plastic Beach is probably my favorite. Mm-hmm. And then Demon Days. And this one is just... You like Andromeda. I do, but that one's like 23 songs. <gasps> so 14 of them I love, but there's still like nine songs or whatever. To me, what I love about this album is it has big pop dance songs. But then mm-hmm. you get a song like Possession Island by Beck. And this is just one of the oh, most yeah, beautiful so songs pretty. ever. Like, hold on. It's just Damon Albarn. Remember when we I got you the virtual concert for uh, yeah. Glastonbury? Yeah. And then it was it wasn't Gorillas. It was just you know it was Damon it, Albarn. Damon Albarn. This song to me should have been in that concert. I didn't have it yet. Though. I know. Like just listen to this <laughs> the ending here. Oh, it's so magical. Yeah. It's so good. Listen to Cracker Island. It's ninety percent of it is perfect for a party. Maybe not mm-hmm. that song. That's good if you're listening to The National and stuff like that. But I wonder he's a genius to me. Damon Albarn, to me, him and Kanye are kind of one and two when it comes to like musical geniuses, in my mm-hmm. opinion, where I will listen to anything they produce, write, sing on, mm-hmm. create, because I just, I mean, I love Gorillaz. I love Blur. I love The Good, The Bad, and The Queen. I love Damon Albarn's solo stuff. He produced for Caliucci's. Mm-hmm. I mean, just, I mean, he's on Snoop Dogg albums, just... Mm-hmm. I love it. No, that's what I was actually going to say. I feel like there's a world of people who like have ridden off gorillas because they just don't follow. Like you, you yeah. think like Clint Eastwood and then it like yeah. was over. But I think to your point, it's like Damon Albarn is such a talented, like his fucking musical ear is next level Yeah. in terms of being in the pocket for sound, doing different compositions with like such a beautiful orchestral sound. Like that Glastonbury mm-hmm. performance was so heartbreaking to watch in one way and so moving because he's so talented yeah but he also gets so where you got like frustrated yeah with like certain things in the setup that he like stopped the performance and then started again just because he's such a perfectionist um yeah no absolutely love the gorillas they did not make my list but honorable mention number one for you is l michaels and black thought you got it number one for me is an artist i love love his music went to his concert I was super excited for this album. We've already talked about it quite a bit today, so I'm just going to start. I'm going to play the intro lick. When I heard, when I went into this album blind, expecting one thing, got another. This is what it, the album opened with, and then I'll talk about it. Hold on. I'm just going to play the first couple seconds because you got to mm-hmm. wait for that drum to kick in. I had headphones on. Mm-hmm. And, uh,. I was like, okay, this is cool. Where's the beat? 
This was the first single, right? This, this is the very first song of the whole album. But it was the first single they dropped? No. Or he dropped? He didn't drop a single song from really? the album. He just put the album out so nobody knew what to expect. Oh, damn. They thought it'd be a rap album. Black Seminole. This is Lil Yachty's Let's Start Here. No, he, he announced his album, didn't put a single song out. That's insane. The album dropped, and I'm a Lil Yachty fan, so I'm like, I will listen to anything. And I'm like, okay, this is cool. This is a one weird rock song, and then the next song is this comes on. Sunwind. This is The Ride. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like okay, he's, he's sounding like Tame Impala. Like, where's the rap song? This is the next song. <laughs> And it's just all psychedelic bangers. Like, to me, this is one of the best songs, too, is Drive Me Crazy. Oh, yeah, such a good one. This is what he opened his concert to. Yeah. But in 2024, where this guy is no, he was a SoundCloud rapper, a mumble mm -hmm. rapper, backpack rapper. Everyone's just like a little yachty. He's got a weird name, all these things. I'll give him the utmost respect for 2024 trying a completely brand new genre of music. <laughs> Just trying something new and like working with the top people in that in that genre of music, Mac DeMarco, MGMT, uh, Tame Impala. Just I absolutely loved it. And three songs in, I'm like, I think you'll I think you'll bang around with this <laughs> album. And I remember that night we listened to it. I'm like, hear me out. I got an album for you. It's a little yachty. You obviously know who he is because I played you songs. I'm like, just broccoli. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Like, just hear me out. I think you'll like it. It's psychedelic rock. Mm -hmm. And by up song eight, you're like, is this still a little Yachty? I remember you saying yeah. that. Like, it is. And I was, I was so happy you liked it. So, to me, I'm here for it. Genre bending. He's taking chances. Love the songs. Love the album. Love the concert. He was denied by the Grammys. Denied by the Grammys. But again, awards mean nothing. Mean nothing. So, that's our top 10 of the year for concerts, albums, songs, and TV shows. How do you think we did? I think we did pretty outstanding. There's a lot of similar similarities on our list. I, the biggest shock to me is, uh, Killer Mike and Larry June not being number one. Larry June not making oh. your list, but ultimately the biggest shock. <laughs> I'm gonna be in shock at this time next year was the Bear beating Jersey Shore. <laughs> the Bear, the Bear. I didn't think anything. Season one didn't beat Jersey Shore of the Bear. No. This year coming in strong with second forks. season, man. Forks, fishes, fishes. Um, and whatever the other the names. one where they go to Copenhagen. Copenhagen. Damn, that's a good. That's a good list. Are you feeling mm -hmm. good about it? I love my list. Okay, so we've already done. Black Seminole is my favorite song of the year. We've already done that. Next week, we're doing Larry June. I figure, why don't we do a song off of Al Michaels' Affair and Black Thought for the band of the week? Mm -hmm. should, it, should it be the weather? the weather? All right, let's wrap this thing up because we're going in on an hour and a half. And anything else you want you like to in include on this podcast? No, just uh, have, I guess, happy holidays for those listening. Yeah. Um, hope you will have had an amazing holiday break. And yeah, we'll be back Next week with next week, another. I think it's Las Vegas. We've already recorded next. I think it's Vegas. Yes. So that's a wild one. That's fucking we go crazy. To, we go to Vegas and we hang out with Polly D. Totes. Magic Mike. <laughs> Cirque. <laughs> desserts. Everything in between. So uh, let's get into it. The band of the week is L. Michael's Affair and Black Thought. And the song is called The Weather off of Glorious Games. Let's get into it. All the ways to get in contact with our asses. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok.com slash live605. And then follow your boy on Twitter and Instagram on Matt Malenkamp. I'm Val Gomez23, and you definitely want to check out both of our Instagrams for some, like, dope shit we've been up to. Exactly. And so one last time, happy birthday to the Ultimate Thanks. Podcaster over here. 
And until next week, I'm your podcaster, John. I am Val. Be easy. Time for birthday dinners. Yo. Let's go. Funky drummer, those gorilla size speakers was taller than five feet. Hus, the roof by the basketball courts, that's where my seat was. Where power lines were full of pigeons, a fly, sneakers that died a miserable death, hanging high in the heat. But I wouldn't change a thing if I could. What made me is everything the bad, the ugly, the good. It's understood that South Philly was a marvel. I'd never be one to argue. The cracks in the pavement, front steps made a marble, a smell of pine saw. My grandmother kept them clean, y'all. Vestibules, a section of floor behind the screen door. Runners over the shag carpet. I'm not feeling wood paneling on the walls. Up to the drop, sealing all the furniture draped in thick, transparent layers of vinyl. All the chairs, the sofa, the record player kept my hell you spinning. Many be grinning, knowing how to spend the day a penny pitching and sinning. See her in the kitchen cooking fish and chicken, depending on what day it is. If I'm staying there, then yeah, that's just the way it is. If she say it is, in many crib, the time froze after sundown. You keep them curtains and the blinds closed. Watch how far back the lazy boy recline goes. Peppermints and a lazy Susan. Never mind those TV on whether or not somebody watching it. The floor model was broke. Portable on top of it. The last fashion of hope. The document the era was cold of color. Imagery and memories put together. Throw the keys down to Keisha. Tell her slide up. Box full of her possessions said, this side up. Last night a baby father came home. Hot up, tight talking about the way it's money. Y'all tied up. Shades covering her eyes. What? We gon' ride up. Homie in for a surprise. I don't want from when we played. Half ball, stick ball, dodgeball, and kickball from 10 in the morning till somebody got pissed off. Holler about, all right, it's over. I ain't fucking with y'all. Fiends on the corner always preparing for liftoff. Grown people used to get dressed to come and sit. Cross-legged on a relative steps We all chips off the block The sips off the pop We pass round like a hit from a split You take two and pass it down Herd immunity The definition of community The only neighbor that never knock Is opportunity Them old heads be shooting crafts And dropping jewelry And high top sneakers and slacks But it's a eulogy twice a month Cocaine prices up People get their wigs peeled Shaking them dices up I heard it's some weak brothers Claiming they nice as us When it's time for a show of force The price is what? Innocent is lost over crime we was all before our prime some was married to the game then divorced it over time faded pictures in a frame helped the former frame of mind into a train of thought capable of stopping on a dime john mallon and val gomez